Hello and welcome to episode 561 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. It is my pleasure to be with you this evening. My name is Terrence M. Stanton. We are recording on Wednesday, June 14th, Flag Day here in these United States, 2023, in the year of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let us begin with the Wednesday prayer to the Most Blessed Virgin Mary to obtain deliverance from hell. My most beloved lady, I thank thee for having delivered me from hell as many times as I have reserved it by my sins. Miserable creature that I was, I was once condemned to that prison, and perhaps already after the first sin, the sentence would have been put into execution if thou and thy compassion hadst not helped me. Thou, without even being asked by me, and only in thy goodness didst restrain divine justice, and then conquering my obduracy, thou didst draw me to have confidence in thee. Oh, into how many other sins should I have afterwards fallen, and the dangers in which I have been, Hadst not thou, my loving mother, preserved me by the graces which thou didst obtain for me? Ah, my queen, continue to guard me from hell. For what will thy mercy and the favors which thou hast shown me avail me if I am lost? If I did not always love thee, now at least after God, I love thee above all things. Never allow me to turn my back on thee and on God, who by thy means has granted me so many graces. My most amiable lady, never allow me to have the misfortune to hate thee, and curse thee for all eternity in hell. Wilt thou endure to see a servant of thine who loves thee lost? O Mary, what sayest thou? I shall be lost if I abandon thee. But who can evermore have the heart to leave thee? How can I ever forget the love that thou hast borne me? My lady, since thou hast done so much to save me, complete the work, continue thy aid. Wilt thou help me? But what do I say? If at a time when I live forgetful of thee, thou didst favor me so much, how much more may I not hope for now that I love thee and recommend myself to thee? No, he can never be lost who recommends himself to thee. He alone is lost who has not recourse to thee. Ah, my mother, leave me not in my own hands, for I should then be lost. Grant that I may always have recourse to thee. Save me, my hope. Save me from hell, but in the first place, save me from sin, which alone can condemn me to it. May all the words that I speak be so many arrows dipped in the blood of thy sacred heart, O Jesus, to pierce the hearts of all who hear them with love for thee. Amen. And this being the month of June, we're reading from the Sacred Heart book by Father F.X. Lassantz. This is for the 14th day. The Blessed Virgin has always acted as a mother to me and has never refused me her assistance. I went to her in all my troubles and wants, and I went to her with such confidence that it seemed to me as though I had nothing to fear under her maternal protection. I spoke to her with simplicity, like a child, as to a good mother for whom I felt penetrated with a truly tender love. There is nothing that will make your heart more conformable to the heart of Jesus than sincerity, simplicity, and humility. That by St. Margaret Mary Alacoque. The Holy Face of Jesus of the Vale of Veronica Prayers. Dear Lord, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer these prayers in reparation for the sins which most offend God in our times, blasphemy, the profanation of Sunday and Holy Days, and communism. Pater Noster, quies in celis, sanctificator nomen tuam, adveniat regnum tuam, fiat voluntas tua, sicut in celo et in terra, panam nostrum quotidianum de nobis hodie, et dimite nobis debita nostra, sicut et nos dimitibus debitoribus nostris, et ne nos inducas in tentationem, sed libra nos amalo. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, 
Dominus tecum benedicta tua mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Gloria Patri, et Filio, et Spiritui Sancto, sicut erat in principio, et nunc et semper, et in saecula saeculorum. Amen. The Golden Arrow Prayer. May the most holy, most sacred, most adorable, most mysterious and unutterable name of God be praised, blessed, loved, adored, and glorified in heaven, on earth, and in the hells, by all God's creatures, and by the sacred heart of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, in the most holy sacrament of the altar. Amen. For the defeat of communists, Freemasons, and all revolutionary men, Eternal Father, I offer thee the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ and all the instruments of his holy passion, that thou mayest put division in the camp of thy enemies. For as thy beloved Son hath said, a kingdom divided against itself shall fall. Eternal Father, we offer thee the holy face of Jesus, covered with blood, sweat, dust, and spittle, in reparation for the crimes of communists, blasphemers, and for the profaners of the holy name, and of the holy day of Sunday. Amen. Prayer of the Congregation of Our Lady of Sion. God of all goodness and Father of mercies, we beseech thee, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary and by the intercession of the patriarchs and holy apostles, to cast a look of compassion upon the children of Israel, that they may be brought to the knowledge of our only Savior, Jesus Christ, and may partake of the precious fruits of the redemption. Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. Amen. Today, friends, I wanted to take a look at an article that was released yesterday at the Fatima Center's website, Fatima.org, entitled Apparition at Tui, that's T-U-Y, and the Lateran Treaty. It was written by Mr. David Rodriguez, who says today, once again, this was released yesterday, June 13th, on the Feast of St. Anthony, we also commemorate the 94th anniversary of the apparition at Tui, which in many ways can be considered the climactic revelation and summary of the message of Fatima. You can read the details of this apparition here. A hyperlink is given. We've gone over this extensively on the Our Lady of Fatima podcast as well. Mr. Rodriguez continues by saying, Father Carl Stellan also presents a compelling case that Our Lady's second visit to Fatima on June 13, 1917 was the most important of her visits. It was on this day that she revealed her Immaculate Heart, which is the essence of the message of Fatima and the only solution for our times. In revealing her heart to men, Our Lady reveals that which God himself, the Blessed Trinity, holds most dear. This is a mystery upon which one must meditate deeply. Watch Father Stellan's video, When Our Lady Shows Us Her Immaculate Heart, or listen to the podcast, and once again, links are given. The next section is entitled, An Important Anniversary. On June 13, 1929, Sister Lucia dos Santos was given a mystical vision, which can also serve as a profound catechesis on the saving Catholic faith. The mysteries of the Blessed Trinity, the Incarnation, the Cross, our Redemption, the holy sacrifice of the Mass, the sacred host and the precious blood, our Blessed Mother and her intercessory role, divine grace and mercy, all of these hold a prominent role in this heavenly apparition. Yet perhaps what we remember most from this event is that this is when Our Lady told Sister Lucia, the moment has come in which God asked the Holy Father to make in union with all the bishops of the world the consecration of Russia to my Immaculate Heart, promising to save it by this means. 
Our Lady had already mentioned this consecration at Fatima as part of her secret on July 13, 1917. However, she indicated that she would return at a future date to actually request the consecration. June 13, 1929 was that day. We do well to consider why this particular day was chosen. We surely won't penetrate the inscrutable wisdom of God's ways, but I believe the following three points form part of the reason. Please feel free to add other reasons you might consider in the comments section below. And feel free to do that, friends, at Fatima.org. The next section is entitled Errors of Russia. First, by June 1929, the Pope and the world had seen enough of atheistic communism in Russia to know how terrible it would be if these errors were to spread throughout the world. On April 16, 1929, Stalin's first five-year plan was put into effect. On May 22, 1929, Russia's constitution was modified so that all religious propaganda, quote-unquote, was declared illegal. Sunday worship was subsequently abolished. Millions had already been deported to concentration camps. The Catholic Church had been outlawed. Divorce and abortion had been embraced. And the world knew there was a reign of terror against anyone deemed an enemy of the state. Communism was also on the verge of breaking out in many European nations, as the bloody and anti-Catholic Spanish Revolution was about to prove the world, was about to prove to the world. Liturgical Considerations Second, June 13th was the anniversary of Our Lady's second apparition at Fatima. In addition, in 1929, it fell on a Thursday, which is a day traditionally reserved to honor and make reparation to our Lord in the Most Blessed Sacrament. The message of Fatima places a great emphasis on Eucharistic reparation and indifferences, sacrileges, and outrages against our Lord in the Blessed Sacrament are clearly great sins of our age. The articles we just posted for the Feast of Corpus Christi explain this in greater detail. And who can forget that June 13th is the Feast of St. Anthony of Padua, a native son of Portugal. He was also a Franciscan friar who worked many great miracles, especially in fighting heretics, who denied dogmas of the faith, especially in regards to the Holy Eucharist. As a doctor of the church, St. Anthony reminds us of how important it is to hold fast to the infallible teachings of Holy Mother Church, and we always pray to St. Anthony when we have lost something. Yet at present, the church has lost many priceless treasures, such as dogmas of the faith, our Lord's real presence in many sanctuaries, reverence for our Lord, fear of the Lord, devotion to Our Lady and love of her rosary, purity and modesty, and the list goes on. Granted, these have not been lost everywhere, but they have been lost in many places. Christ is King, denied in practice by the Lateran Treaty, is the next section. Third, and most importantly, in my, <clears throat> in my opinion, that's in Mr. Rodriguez's opinion, the Lateran Treaty had become effective on June 7, 1929. Less than one week after this monumental document became law, a document in which the Pope effectively conceded that he did not have any real temporal authority, excepting the world's tiniest and newest nation, the Vatican City-State, heaven requested that the Pope consecrate Russia. Yet everyone knows that a person can only consecrate something over which he has authority. A bishop can consecrate his diocese, but not another. 
A president and parliament might consecrate their nation, but not some other. A father may consecrate his family, but not his neighbors. So if the Pope were to publicly consecrate Russia, it would be a definitive and explicit profession that he has authority over Russia. If in the post-Lateran Treaty era, the Pope still has authority over Russia, the largest nation on earth and the nation most opposed to God on account of its atheistic and materialistic ideology, then logically the Pope also has authority over every other nation. This is, in fact, true Catholic doctrine. Christ is not just the king over spiritual or religious matters, but he must reign in temporal matters as well. He must rule every nation, every civil and social organization, and every private home and heart. The Pope is the vicar of Christ and therefore exercises this power in our Lord's name. However, by accepting the terms of the Lateran Treaty, which had been rejected by Pius IX, Leo XIII, St. Pius X, and Benedict XV, Pius XI was conceding the revolutionary error that the Pope's temporal power was severely limited, even non-existent. Most people today, even Catholics, accept this false premise as a normal way of life. And what was God's answer to this grave papal error? Within less than a week, he provided a powerful mystical vision to Sister Lucia, which encompasses all aspects of Catholic dogma, and commanded that now was the time for Russia to be consecrated and the Pope, as Christ's vicar, to acknowledge that he has all temporal and spiritual power. The next section is Papal Aftermath. The Pope's refusal to obey Our Lady and consecrate Russia must necessarily have dramatic and cataclysmic effects. One such consequence is that, over the subsequent decades, the Popes increasingly, quote, forgot or neglected their authentic role as Vicar of Christ. Certainly, the Popes of the past 50 years have not exercised papal authority as their predecessors. They no longer anathematize heresy. They no longer endorse the concept of a confessional Catholic state. They do not exercise their power so as to defend all the rights of God. Instead, they embrace and promote ecumenism, collegiality, dialogue, and religious indifferentism. At this late stage, we have seen even the Bishop of Rome support paganism, idol worship, unnatural vice, environmentalism, sacrilegious communion, the national Catholic, quote-unquote, state church in China, and nearly every platform of the globalist agenda. Today, it is not unreasonable to ask, do the modern popes truly understand, in light of Catholic tradition, what it means to be the pope and vicar of Christ? The papal office lies at the very heart of the Fatima message. An aspect of the grace which Our Lady of Fatima means to bring is to help the Pope remember who Christ has called him to be, that the Pope may think, speak, and act as the true vicar of Christ. For at its very root, the crisis in the church today is a papal crisis. Perhaps this is why the vision of the third secret, in the vision of the third secret, the children beheld, We saw something similar to how people appear in a mirror when they pass in front of it. A bishop dressed in white, we had the impression that it was the Holy Father. Our Lady of Fatima prophesied that the Pope would have to suffer greatly. I do not believe this only refers to the suffering that individual popes will have to endure, including martyrdom, as was shown in the third secret, but I believe it also refers to how the papal office itself will suffer greatly. Naturally, the church will therefore also have to suffer greatly. 
Yet, once Russia is properly consecrated to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart and Catholics faithfully practice the communion of reparation on the first Saturdays, then God, through Our Lady, will grant the whole world the grace to acknowledge Christ as King of Kings and the Pope as his vicar upon earth. This will happen when her Immaculate Heart triumphantly reigns. The Sacred Heart of her Son and his vicar will likewise then also reign, for these two hearts are mystically one. It is only thereby that the world will experience the promised period of peace. So ends the article. So no matter what you think about what took place in March of last year with the consecration attempted by Pope Francis, now at the time, I thought it seemed to me to be a valid consecration, I think, Bishop Athanasius Schneider said the same thing, Mr. Kennedy Hall, a lot of other prominent Catholics, but reasonable people can disagree. But no matter what you think in terms of that consecration or attempt at consecration, it still appears that the two things that Our Lady said would take place at Russia's consecration by the Pope and the bishops of the world, the, the the conversion of Russia and a period of peace, those things have not happened. Russia, the, the Christians who are in Russia are mostly schismatic, part of the Russian Orthodox Church. I listened to Professor E. Michael Jones recently on his program talking about, and hey, what John Paul II did in the 80s was, was good enough and, you know, Russia's Christian now. Well, Schismatic Christianity is not good enough. We need the Russians to convert to the true faith, which is Catholicism. Schism isn't the true faith. And if I had Mr. Jones and, or excuse me, Dr. Jones in front of me right now, I'd ask him, what do you think about the fact that abortion has the, Russia has the highest abortion rate on earth, Professor Jones? Does that sound like a nation that's been converted? Does that sound like a Christian nation? Granted, in comparison to a lot of the things that are going on in America and other parts of the world, I understand um, certain aspects of the uh, Russian populace trying to stand up for marriage and family life, although Vladimir Putin didn't remain faithful to his own wife. Be that as it may, they're not falling in for the whole LGBTQ, LMNOP agenda. But it's obvious that Russia has not been converted. When you have the highest abortion rate on earth and hardly anyone in your country is Catholic, you haven't been converted. So that still hasn't happened yet. We can pray for it and we should pray for it. Remember to pray the rosary every single day. And as far as there being peace in the world, you know, there, there's still a massive conflict going on between the Ukraine and Russia. We're still... Uh, standing on the precipice of World War III, that is still a very real possibility. So it's obvious that, number one, Russia has not been converted. Number two, there's not been a period of peace in the world. But there will be eventually. I believe it will happen. I don't know when that will be. Hopefully it will be in our lifetimes and we will see Russia converted. We will see a glorious era of peace and the triumph and the reign of the Immaculate Heart of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Deus Wolt. Let's pray now, friends, for help and for healing for our non-speaking friends and family members, as we mentioned. Helping Autism through Learning and Outreach, available on the web at halo-soma.org. That's halo 
www.soma.org. And I also want to mention episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast, featuring a couple interviews with my wonderful sister and my wonderful niece, one by me, one by a gentleman from Word on Fire, pertaining to RPM. What is RPM? Thanks for asking. It is Rapid Prompting Method, a system of communication for non-speakers, just as the deaf had a revolutionary breakthrough in terms of being able to communicate with sign language. The same thing has happened for non-speakers with rapid prompting methods. So our task is to get the word out there far and wide because communication is a human right. Once again, H-A-L-O hyphen S-O-M-A dot org and episodes 277 and 548 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. Let's pray now for help and for healing for non-speaking friends and family members. Almighty and eternal God, healer of those who trust in you through the intercession of St. Raphael Archangel, hear my prayer for non-speakers and their families. In your tender mercy, restore them to spiritual and bodily health that they may give you thanks, praise your name, and proclaim your wondrous love to all. I ask this through Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. The Prayer of St. Louis de Montfort. Hail, Joseph the Just. Wisdom is with you. Blessed are you among all men, and blessed is Jesus, the fruit of Mary, your faithful spouse. Holy Joseph, worthy foster father of Jesus Christ, pray for us sinners and obtain divine wisdom for us from God, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The three Hail Marys in honor of the immaculate purity of Our Lady of Fatima. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum, benedicta tu mulieribus, benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus, Nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus. Nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. Ave Maria, gratia plena, Dominus tecum. Benedicta tu mulieribus, et benedictus fructus ventris tui, Jesus. Sancta Maria Mater Dei, ora pro nobis peccatoribus. Nunc et in mortis nostrae. Amen. And a Gloria Patri for a very special intention. Gloria Patri et Filio et Spiritui Sancto, Sicut erat in principio et nunc et semper et in secula seculorum. Amen. Virgo potens, ora pronobis. Sancti Joseph, Teradimonem, ora pronobis. Sancto Raphael Archangeli, ora pronobis. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those most in need. In nomine Patris et Filii et Spiritus Sancti. Amen. Thank you very kindly, my friends, for listening to episode 561 of the Our Lady of Fatima podcast. In your charity, please share Our Lady's podcast with everyone you know. Follow us on Twitter. The handle is at Fatima Podcast. If you could be so kind to give us a five-star rating and review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. But most importantly, offer up prayers and sacrifices for our Catholic bishops. They need your help. Goodbye and God love you.